Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Here at the Prosperity Project podcast, we're obsessed with giving you knowledge, but more than that, we're obsessed with giving you wisdom, things that you can actually apply in your real life. Today, we're going to cover one of the concepts that I discuss a lot of times on this podcast. It's called the Prosperity Cycle. If you haven't heard it before, I think this is going to be one of the life hacks and life nuggets you're going to carry with you for a long time. We started this podcast back in April 2020 and I think it all came about as a bit of an obsession of mine with prosperity. So I just absolutely adored when I started learning about money and finance, the missing piece for me I felt that a lot of people weren't talking about was actually mindset and behavior and psychology with money, but deeper than that, actually what you do in your life and why you do with the knowledge and truth that you have. And so it was around that time, actually a couple of years before it, when I started to read about prosperity, I felt this switch in how actually I was feeling about the world. And there was one concept that kept coming up for me. So I, I know Matt, this isn't your particular genre that you read a lot, but you know full well that I'm always in some like old school book or well, you've psychology got a lot of books. book. You like reading a lot of books. <laughs> yes. And definitely you've got some which date way back so like the 50s, 40s or something like that? Older, earlier? like older, like okay, 19, so very old. 10. I know that I bought you a very old book. <laughs> yes. um, but your range of things that you read mm. is quite broad from the very, very new, like the stuff that's come out over the last few months yes. to way back. And mm. I think you definitely really enjoy the old school prosperity teachers because although the information you could see as dated, actually it applies just as well it's today truth, as yeah. it always has. Yeah, and one of the concepts that I first learned about that, that blew my mind, you know how when you just get truth, so let me explain what I mean. You know how some like knowledge that's brand new to you, but it feels like you've known it deep down in your soul. Have you ever had moments like, like just something was like, yes, like a light bulb yeah, I, I moment? Think, I think we can all get that bit where we get information and suddenly it feels like it makes sense yes, immediately. like contrary to something that we may be taught or seen. And prosperity for me, can this word can get such a bad rap in the world. You know, people think it's all about like creating a shopping list almost. You might have heard of like the prosperity gospel. It's like create a shopping list and God the universe or whatever you want to call it will give you. But I actually see prosperity and why I, I love it and want to kind of help people with it as that well-being, that kind of deeper, the best word I could think of was, is a Hebrew word, shalom. Have you ever, you've heard of that one, right? But I've it, heard of it, but not in not in the real probably context, context of what it is. So it's a word that means, it's not just peace, it's like peace in over all, all your life, your well-being, your health. It's a, a state of rest, really, a deeper level of rest. Than it sounds like content. Yes, it's that kind of like, like passion truly, from it. It's like, I think, if you're, um, you've had like a really good night's sleep and you wake up a little while before any alarm or any kids or whatever it is <laughs> can, that normally you wakes you up. Can you remember that? <laughs> well, it's, it's a hard memory to, to get back. But I think that those moments when maybe you know you've got 10 minutes peace mm -hmm. and your bed's still warm, um, that kind of feeling where you're just content and everything's mm. good before you allow your brain to explore the woes of the world and the challenges that you have. Yeah. I think that that moment, if you can amplify that, 
across your life and feel it more often mm. like that is what i think prosperity feels like to me yes it's that moment yeah exactly and it's something that in my personal study i'm actually i'm thinking you're going to see a couple of podcast episodes coming about peace and unplugging and restfulness and stuff i've been really exploring this anyway to get back to what i meant the overall hierarchy of prosperity is really this sense of learning knowledge that means that you're aware that life is growth like you should assume that life is going to get better. You should assume that you're capable of the best health, the best wealth, the best happiness relationships. And I'm a complete believer in life is not meant for decay, right? You're not meant to get worse, if you like. It's not meant to be, oh, well, this thing happened and then this thing, and then I'm just going to get old and stuck and be in a home. It's not meant to be like that. I see life actually as seasonal. Like you can have spring and summer where you're developing new things, you're growing, you're changing, but then you've got that recovery and that winter time where things maybe are a little bit slower. It's a much better way of thinking about things, I think, because if you imagine the kind of common life cycle of people, it's mm-hmm. You get old enough to go to school, you go to school, college, university, then you work and then you get to retire. Yeah. And if you assume that life is about heading towards this decay, so the baggage of life weighing you down and you get more and more of the course of time and your body and mind becomes less capable, then we're all really looking forward to this point where we can stop working Mm. and be a really terrible version of ourselves who's Mm. not really capable of anything. Mm. And that, I think that that doesn't really make you want to get up in the morning and look forward to anything. So having a different mindset about what your life's meant to be and how you can live it, Mm. I think allows you to look forward to not just the days you have now, but the days you have in future more. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a huge fan of the old school teachers, I would call them. There's still some of them are still around right now, like Catherine Ponder, Flon Shovel Shin, she's not longer with us, Edwin Gaines, um, people like also Charles Fillmore, like that kind of really upbringing of prosperity that we saw in the past century and is still going on right now and these people that I'm drawn to like Joyce Mayer and I discovered a a brand new lady as well this week that I'm loving it's all about applied faith and that's what I'm hoping with this particular life hack that I can give you I always say I don't have a religion right I, I don't have these set rituals that I do I have a faith and my hope is whenever we talk about these things I want to give you an applied faith doesn't doesn't matter you know what you align with or anything I want you to have faith in what you are capable of but also know that there'll be extra magic there'll be extra kind of supernatural things that'll happen in your life with that applied faith and the first thing in this tool I was thinking about what's the best way to describe it so this tool the prosperity cycle that I referenced a couple of times really in this podcast and I know I'll mention more times is all to do with that circle of growth in our life so it's a very practical thing that you can do you can have those peaceful moments and it's so that you can actively take some care over how you're growing and developing and kind of see the bigger picture and things now we talked a couple of weeks ago about like emotional things last week's episode was all about bitter or better yeah so we were talking about actually when we're dealing with really painful traumatic experiences kind of like what's the cleanup process What's the way that we can actually use this forward? And I, of course, do investing in in my daily life and money and practical money. And I was thinking about the business cycle. And in the business cycle, there's actually a cycle, a portion of it that's called the prosperity cycle. And this is the definition on a business term. This is the cycle where demand, productivity, employment, income, consumption are at its peak. 
okay? You've got a rise in profits, businesses are doing extraordinarily well, everything feels like it's growing and you can, like I see this picture of like heaven. It sounds very It sounds very, no, but that is a bit, that is a business term, a prosperity cycle, part of the business cycle. You have recessions and, de- um, and declines, but then you can have prosperity as well. Mm-hmm. And I can see in my head, you know, businesses just, everyone's happy <laughs> and everyone's like, kind of, yeah, this is well, I think great. we've both been there where when a business is doing well, and people are receiving bonuses yeah. and the profits are all where they're supposed to be. Yep. And then management are less stressed and, and less driving for things that no one really cares about. And um, I found, especially working in finance, that people are less interested in analysis of this and that and this scenario and that strategy. Yes. And actually, people feel like you're just on the right path, oh, doing the that. right things. And you just continue the momentum you've got Mm. because it's working yeah love that and there's a sense of excitement and joy and almost a sense of willing to try things as well like because life feels like it's going in the right direction or you know the business cycle is going the right direction okay let's give out loans for this new idea or yeah you want to invest in that hire those people like we've been in the business world for too long you know when the manager's in a good mood when they've been (laughs) so I was in sales and so you know if you take your sales target already ready halfway through the quarter your sales manager thought you would be his knees oh can I have can I have a half day Friday sure you go ahead but let's talk about life so that very business thing I know we can apply to life and the prosperity cycle is a fantastic tool in four segments that allows you to just get a bit of clarity a bit of structure and just maybe the insight and wisdom that's incredibly personal to you without anyone else's influence for you then to do what next you're called to or the next goal or the next miracle you're creating. Now, before we go into it, there's four sections. Let me just give you some of the things that I find take away from my joy and feeling like I'm doing the right things, I'm on the right path. I've found in the past two years, we've been going through a pandemic, never had that before. I've found that my consumption of things that I know don't feel positive or uplifting affects me. So I really feel that when I look at the news and dare I say even like Facebook and Instagram, I've felt swayed that I'm stuck in that cycle of comparing myself or you know doom and gloom. And so for me, I kind of have to, I'm very aware this year ahead that I want to dial back my influences from those areas. Kind of like, don't don't tempt me. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I'm going to focus on actually things that I feel are uplifting my spirit and adding to, you know, the, to the goodness in my life. But we always have to remember that media and Facebook and Instagram, everybody's looking for attention. Everybody's looking Ooh. for new sets of eyes. Okay. So whether that's the BBC News who wants mm. their viewership to increase or their website visits to go up yep. or someone on Instagram that wants more likes, more views, more followers, everyone's looking for more attention. And the only way really to get attention is to spike an emotional response. Absolutely. Absolutely. And therefore what you'll find is that the same as on Instagram, no one's really going to take pictures of themselves just so they've woken up from bed when they've got sleep in their <laughs> eyes and they're a mess. They, you're, <laughs> you're generally going to get right. the highlights uh-huh. of what people's days and lives are. Yeah, you're yeah. not really going to take a picture of your, your sad sandwich that you picked up from Tesco. <laughs> but if you go out for a nice lunch, mm. then that gets photoed. If yes. you're going to a nice place like the Savoy, then you take a photo of that. But you don't take a photo of your Boots meal deal. You're not interested in that particular <laughs> yeah. stuff. And the same as the news. It's driven by provoking an emotional response. So that's why you'll get a subset 
of the bigger picture. Mm. You'll get information that is ultimately matching along with the narrative that they want to provide at that time. Yes, yes. And there's truth in what's there, but it's not the complete story. You often don't get the balance of the story. You don't get mm. the other side of it, mm. or you don't get the full picture. Um, I think I saw a picture ages ago where um, it showed this kind of scene of people protesting, and it was for a news channel. Right. And so when you saw the news channel view, there's a newscaster up front and center, and behind them, there's a bunch of people with their banners and things yeah, like that. Yeah. And then when it zoomed out, actually, there was about 15 people who were protesting. Wow. That was it. But because of it, it was quite a narrow view on the person. Ooh. So you just saw the news person and everyone was kind of in frame and condensed behind. Yeah. It looked like it was a large gathering. Wow. But this photo taken further back so you could see more was there was about 15 people there. Wow. It wasn't, I mean, it was still a protest. People had an issue with something, but it just shows that in order to make a story, mm. to make people interested and then to make so people powerful. share that story, get more eyes on it, get more attention, more viewership, which means potentially more ad revenue or whatever else it happens mm. to be. Like there's ulterior motives behind it, but we always have to remember that the information that we get from the news is true. And the same as what we get from Instagram and Facebook, Facebook, it varies mm. but the information we often get is true but it's often a very narrow view of the broader picture of what's happening right. and that's why we need to make sure that we either avoid things or if things do trigger us or bother us then maybe we need to seek a bigger view on it mm. so at least we can balance it in ourselves but i think that your method of trying to avoid some of these things a bit more i just don't put myself you don't, into temptation you don't get, <laughs> well you don't get anything good from it yeah if all you're seeing is bad news and negativity and challenges then you're going to feel like what's the point in doing anything because mm. the world's against you uh just to add my insight when you're seeing like the truth in these stories and things like that i would say it's somebody's truth so i'm going to make it even more finite you know you're talking about the narrow viewpoint that was an excellent story it's somebody's truth and as we always say on this podcast your unique way of seeing life and what you'll experience is it's it's like dna you'll be the only person who has your blueprint and your plan for your life based on exactly what you've gone through and exactly who you'll meet and everything and so for me the news sometimes can feel like that one person's viewpoint isn't actually the full truth well, it's just th th that's, based that's, on that's what i mean it's just it's although it's true it's a subject so if you go back to that um, newscaster mm. um, example it's true that there is a protest happening exactly it's one part yeah. but the protest is very small there's not many people there yeah and it's not really that big a story but the truth that there's someone gone to report on the fact that there's a protest happening and people with banners and things is true mm. the problem is that it's a skewed truth because you're not seeing the Definitely. bigger and the entire picture and also potentially counter arguments but in this particular view like not that many people seem to care or at least know about it enough to care mm. so yeah the story's true but in a bigger context it's actually not the kind of big deal that was being made of it mm. so that's the interesting thing I, I think as you're saying without the bigger picture you don't actually know what the full truth is and therefore you can be led to believe a particular story and that's we go back to that instagram kind of idea yep 
everyone's life is wonderful everyone's life is great they're having great lunches all the time they're meeting different people they're going mm. out on activities it's just you who's having a rubbish the, the, life. yeah exactly you're the one with the rubbish life they've yep. just got all the fitness and all of the days out and the holidays and everything else and your life can't compare to it mm-hmm. it's a very small subset actually that leads me on to another thought there was an influencer um mm. that was they took a plane trip Right. And what was interesting is, so they had, they posted a picture of themselves. Yeah, yeah. And they were kind of in the first class or business class section. But actually their seat was in economy normal. Right. What they'd done is they'd gone through to the area, taken the picture of themselves. <laughs> That'd be they, you doing that. But then they'd gone back yeah. to where they, they normally sit. Uh-huh. So the view that you got was one thing. So the truth is they're on a plane going somewhere. So mm-hmm. that part of the story mm-hmm. was 100% accurate. Yep, yep. But the fact that they were seated in standard economy seats, like a majority of the people on that plane, mm-hmm. was the bit that you were deceived on. So it's, it's really interesting how what you see is just not quite the full picture or mm-hmm. the accurate picture. And considering that it can really frame how we feel, mm-hmm. how prosperous we feel. Yes. You compare to that person on the plane, you think, oh, I can't afford that. So I'm lesser than them. Well, actually, the true picture is they are the same as you. They're going on the same kind of plane in economy. Yep. I, yeah. I think that that can allow you to feel, if not more prosperous, at least you don't feel negative about mm. yourself. And wisdom, you know what came to mind as you were speaking there? Wisdom said comparison is a thief of all joy. Literally will steal your source of joy. So that's one thing that I know I have to be mindful of about saying influence. And this tool really is, for me, a kind of resetting and calibration and based on my standards and my truth you know that I'm feeling is right for my life and so the prosperity cycle this tool is all about exploring that growth in our lives and also being aware and this is the 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 kind of nugget that really stuck me when I was thinking and developing this particular tool is that life is that constant journey and some things that were perfect and aligned for you a year ago, 10 years ago, might not be needed right now, right? We kind of think we get mindsets or habits or possessions once, and that's us for life. But actually, those possessions or those way of thinking was maybe just needed for that moment in time. So let me cut to the chase and get started on the four key areas of this cycle, very practical, and that I really would love um, if you feel inspired and this episode means something, you know, it's clicking with you to try it. So I'm going to give you, I always give you practical stuff at the end, challenges at the end. I'd love you to do this exercise in your own life and keep it in your back pocket for future things when it feels right. So the first thing in this prosperity cycle is thinking about something that matters to you as a medical goal to achieve. Now we covered a fantastic podcast. It's one of my favorite that we've done in a couple of months ago that was called Why You Should Choose Medicals Rather Than Goals. It's one that I keep coming to mind. It's, it's definitely changed you know, my thought process and a lot of things. But I came from reading a lot of personal development books for many years that were quite masculine energy, shall we say, all about you set goals, you work backwards, you go hard every day and you make it happen. Yeah, everything's everything's (laughs) around the hustle mindset. So Mm. if you're not putting in a million hours a week, Mm. then you're not working hard enough. You're not committed, you're not doing it right. (laughs) Um, And there's been too much pride over the last 10 years. Oh, Oh, I've worked this many hours a week, whether it's on your day job or on your side hustle. Now, to be fair, your side hustle, if you're working on things and spending time on it, then in all likelihood, what you put in 
can drive what you get back yes, out. Yes. But your day job, saying that you've worked a 60-hour week, oh, well done, you've been exploited <laughs> and not paid for it. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Another, there's a, that's, that's a whole <laughs> separate thing altogether. But you're right, when you're looking at miracles and goals, a lot of the books that you were reading were definitely focused on that hustle mindset mm, yes. and putting so much time and effort and being quite relentless with things. Whereas when you've changed some of the things you've read, then your view of things has obviously taken a little bit of a change of mind and a change of direction. I would just think of it as like truth. I've got a bit more truth about something. And I love that way about life that you just kind of get that mean nudge. So the first step is setting a meaningful goal or medical goal to you. So something really that you know will take you to more expansion, more growth in your life. Now, I'm going to cover in a future episode a process that is kind of a, a goal, medical setting in depth, this particular stage, but I want to just give you an overview in this episode. So it's got to be a, a goal or a medical goal or something that you're striving for that really you know will improve your life, that you feel great about, that you also feel driven towards. You've got a commitment there to do. Okay, I want a million pounds. Okay, that can be yours. We can do that. That's but fine. Did that, <laughs> that I think a lot of people will jump to okay. a financial thing. Okay, cool. And we've covered on the past about like financial goals actually not being what you're looking for mm. what we're actually looking for when we want money is security the ability yes. to choose the, the job and career we want yes. um, a better family life more holidays yeah. whatever it is yeah. it's what's the outcome of that money so i would definitely suggest if you jump to money immediately maybe narrow down what that money is going to enable yes and then see if you can work on one of those things that money will achieve that you can do because often money actually isn't the thing that's holding us back from doing it. Absolutely. We kind of believe and practice in our own life that money has a purpose. So actually don't just, you know, decide that you want to earn a certain amount of money. Well, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> I just want it in the bank. Nope, that's not a reason. That's not going to make you feel more secure because the amount will keep changing. It's going to be that never ending post. So let's pick in your example. We'll make it that you've got a financial goal and you've really searched why you want it. So let's maybe say you want Want to earn five thousand pounds in the next month because you're going to take your family on holiday or you're going to do something different to your home so that's the first stage get very clear on the thing the event that you believe will be in your benefit and there's a triple whammy i would say that if you can get real clarity on this if you can pick something that improves your life improves other people's life and that you know won't bring any harm to the overall world or your life and that's usually a good goal to go for you're allowed to have fun you're allowed to just say you know i would like to experience that it's something fun to do but set that as a top thing that you do and keep that in your mind the next step step two is actually with that goal with that medical concept in mind that you want to create this is the most powerful step i want you to actively declutter everything that is not aligned with that goal. And this is why this is so universal, this process. So what do I mean? There, one of my favourite, favourite quotes is by Catherine Ponder. And she says this, which is along the concept that I'm getting at here. She says, if you want more prosperity in your life, you have got to create a vacuum for it. Nature does abhor a vacuum. And when you begin moving out of your life what you do not want, you're making way for what you do want. So what she's talking about, and I love that. So 
I'm an engineer, right? That that was my jam, that was my degree. And so when I think about vacuums, I go to electronics. So you build vacuums when you're doing, um, now I hope this I get this right because it was a good <laughs> 15 years ago, but I believe if my engineering knowledge serves me in electronics, you create vacuums when you're doing things like capacitors because you want the electrons to jump over, you know, to actually mm-hmm. carry the current and the voltage through. So when you've got that empty space, there's nothing left that can be done apart from almost that filling and use and purpose to it. Like how many times do you create a, a space in, let's say, the garage, right? You'll clear a space before then you'll place something of more value in it or maybe it's for a specific purpose. Um, I know you always keep our garage gym lovely and beautifully tidy, but the, you'll make sure there's enough room at the front of the gym so that you can do stretching or I could do yoga or I can dance. And that's because that has purpose, it has, we don't allow things to not have a purpose in our life and we'll make room for it. So when you've got a goal or a miracle, um, I'm going to say miracle from now on to get clarity in what I believe. The first step is really being aware of what does not serve you in your life anymore that backs up achieving that goal or purpose. So if we're talking about the money goal, and I want to move on to some other examples, but that money goal, the first thing I would say is, okay, what practical habits or things that you're doing do not align with that goal and also what spiritual habits are you not that don't align so i would say what i normally do with anyone when we're talking about money and how to you know use it and create life i say literally show me how you spend your money like if i look at your budget or your you know open up your bank account i'm going to see what you value in life i'm going to see that delivery may become not in your case, darling. I'm going to say maybe Deliveroo come twice a week. Okay, well, you actually want to be in the best health you can be. So what kind of Deliveroo? Are we talking McDonald's? Are we talking sushi? What are we talking here? Okay, you say you want to travel, but yet you've spent £300 going out this month when actually you're using your credit card. You know, so, and also when I'm looking at a budget, I'm saying, well, what are the spiritual habits? You know, do I see you investing in your future as in investing in your health, your well-being, your mindset, but also are you giving? Are you, rec- have you got gratitude for what you have? So really so you're looking things. at, across money and everything else, you're looking for a big glutter here, yeah. which oh. is one of your favorite Like a bin bag, things. I love a bin bag. You love a bin bag. <laughs> so when we think about decluttering, it's not just in the realms of our finances, or it's not just in the realms of our home, like going around the kitchen and getting rid of that sandwich toaster that you never use anymore. <laughs> you know, the sandwich maker, the thing. Where Don't you get start the about ice lolly makers, Or right? ice lolly makers. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that you can do. So when we're thinking about our money, mm. it's stuff like, do you watch all of those TV channels that you have access to? Yes, whether yes. it's through subscriptions or whether it's on Sky TV, do you use that gym membership? Because the thing is, a lot of people will sign up for something and keep paying out 20, 30, 40 pounds a month. But if they're not using it, Mm, mm. then it should go. And also when we're thinking about our homes, decluttering actually makes a big impact. If you have a tidy house, if you can walk into somewhere that feels like it's not full of clutter, then your mindset follows. Mm. And you actually feel like... I don't know, life just feels a little bit easier. Like you feel really great after you've had a declutter. (laughs) And and thinking about our mindsets, decluttering our mind. And we were talking about like news and things that go into our heads. But where are we spending our time? What things are actually going into our heads? 
that maybe we can look at tweaking. So maybe getting rid of some of those people that we follow or mm. some of those people that we talk to on a regular basis that don't serve us. Yes, and yes. how can we actually allow space for better things? Mm. So declutter across all realms and all aspects of our life yes. can really create that space you're talking about. Because the nature of a vacuum, if you create a vacuum in this room right now, and it was, let's say, in a cola bottle, if you put something near the open end of that cola bottle, when you open it, mm -hmm. it will suck it in because it's trying to equalize that pressure. Yes, yes. So a vacuum will be filled with pretty much whatever you put near it. Mm. So if you create vacuums and space in your life, then it will get filled. So when you're creating that space, mm. being in the right mindset that you're ready to fill that space with something of value, something yes, of worth, yes. something that you actually want, is a great way of being able to build in new systems, new tools, new habits, and new things into your world. And hopefully you don't just get rid of a lolly maker and then get another <laughs> one in six months time. Yeah, so as Matt touched upon, it's it's physical, it's mindset, it's everything. And I, to be honest, will sit with a bit of paper and do this, right? And you need to have quiet space. You need to maybe be alone as well. If this is something you want to create in your life that's powerful, that you know will be in your favour and do good, I think you've got to really honour it with the respect as well. We declutter so, a lot. So we physically declutter, but you know as well. No, but well. I'm thinking about the finances, so mm. you keep an eye on those and yes. we have conversations every couple of months about what our focuses are yes, yes. and what we can streamline or where we can be a little bit more focused what our goals and our aims are because mm. we try to align what we're trying to do on a day-to-day -day yeah. with what we want long term but also even a mindset so we'll suddenly think to ourselves right we need to declutter a bit of this either we need to remove some things that we're doing in our lives yes, in this area yes, yes. or an area to refine our focus so we can focus on the things that matter. And that's the, the insight as well. A lot of the time it's actually just things you're thinking. Like we've covered this in episodes. It's your thoughts and feelings other than your experience and what you create in the world, right? If thoughts become things, literally, in some degree. And that doesn't mean that you can't alter those thoughts. You know, we talk about, you know, truth and things like every thought that you think every thought that you think is not absolute truth. Okay, we do have that kind of calibration to go, actually, this isn't probably true. I'm going to think something differently. But this declutter phase to create that vacuum, I also love the fact that I believe good stuff will fill it. And you don't have to technically do anything for it to fill it. I'm just thinking my own life. The moment that I declutter my time, first of all, I become aware of how much time I have to do things. But also I see how much of my time is being wasted on things that don't matter. So I talked about, you know, social media and news. It's, you know, your phone now tells you how long you've spent on your phone or how many times you picked it up. People always say, you know, that hour you spent looking at Instagram today, imagine if you'd read a book or imagine if you'd written something down, right? It's those observations that you'll really become hyper aware of. And as you start to do that process, as we'll come on to the next cycle, these are gonna be your Kickstarters of starters for 10 like things you should be taking action on but also what we need to remember is when we're decluttering your measurement and my measurement of what's good or bad or indifferent <laughs> yeah. can be different so if you've spent two hours on instagram in a day it doesn't mean that that's bad it doesn't mean that you've not used your touch because we we can easily label things that are good for our time so Judgment reading a book it, yeah. Yeah. is a great thing you should be reading books well, watching books <laughs> but watching tv for two hours not a good thing apparently mm. 
But if you find it uplifting, if you find it fulfilling, whether it's spending time on Facebook, Instagram, watching TV, going to the gym, reading books, going on a hike, spending time with friends, none of those are inherently better or worse than any other. If you're reading a book that just makes you feel terrible, but being on Instagram because of the people you follow makes you feel good and uplifted and inspired, then Mm. Instagram's a better use of your time than reading. Mm. Mm -hmm. If watching TV makes you able to relax and get into a zone where then you're good for the next part of life whereas going to meet people just annoys you because the people you spend time <laughs> with are frustrating yeah. and just get right on your nerves well then actually watching tv rather than being social is a better use of your time mm-hmm. so yeah. we can't go around labeling what's good or what's bad or indifferent but i think that we all know how good we feel after we've done something whether actually it was good or bad so i know that like 20 minutes on instagram and online isn't a bad use of my time but if i'm there scrolling through tiktok for the second hour in a row Mm. then Mm. i i I feel like i've wasted my time and it's not been so productive so it's a personal judgment absolutely that then brings us on to the third piece of the cycle and this bit is incredibly powerful as well off the back of decluttering we're talking about forgiveness work So why do I include this? Well, I include this because not only have you worked hard to figure out what's aligned and what's not aligned, the decluttering, the creating a vacuum in your life for what you want to achieve, you've got to honour your emotions with things. So forgiveness work is really the heart of all major faiths as well. There's some element of kind of thinking about things that you might have done personally or other people and releasing Things. So I tie it into declutter because you recognise what you're no longer serving you, good or bad or indifferent, there's no judgement, but it's, t- it's time now to release those and you know let them go completely. And this can be, I do believe like our experiences and the thoughts and the emotions that we have, they have that energy within us. I, I kind of believe actually we could have them within our body, you know, like when you're stressed, you feel it. Or, you know, people talk like talk about heartache. You just, it, you feel it, you feel it in your body. Maybe, you know, kids, they say that when they're anxious about school, they'll say they have got a sore tummy and things like that. They're suddenly, you know, in the morning, it's, mm-hmm. they've got a sore tummy or they, you know, they need to run to the toilet and things like that. So there's a lot of things held in our body. And I was watching a, a sermon this weekend that described it fantastically about why forgiveness is so key in like possessions or people or situations or things. He described it as holding two big bin bags of stuff, stuff that you're carrying. Sounds like what's in my backpack. I know, I know that. that. Maybe he listened to it. I don't, I don't know. know. You've got these two bin bags that you're carrying around at least, let's say, of all the rubbish, all the stuff that's not good. You know you, it make, doesn't make you feel good. You know you've outgrown it. And somebody goes to hand you a book or a phone with a podcast episode that's going to absolutely change your life. And you're standing there with both hands full. What are you going to? That person goes to hand it. How are you going to take it? You literally have to release something. Which hand? Both hands? What are you going to release to pick up the goodness? And so that's exactly how I would describe this next step. Now we've covered this in a couple of episodes. I've no doubt we'll cover more forgiveness work because it's really key. The whole point is. You don't even have to tell anyone or tell any situation or you don't need to you know, confess it to anyone. But it's taking time to sit and think, okay, what part of this haven't I let go of? It could even be, you know, you've bought some clothing that you know you've outgrown that just doesn't, and you have to think, well, you know what, I really loved wearing it. But part of the forgiveness, the release is 
kind of giving it to someone else, passing it on, seeing some joy with someone else. Or at least else. not having it there to keep looking at. Yes. The, the way yes. I see forgiveness is, in many ways, it's very difficult to move forwards if you're looking backwards. So when you're driving a car, to go forward safely, you can't look in your mirrors the entire time mm -hmm. or even a majority of the time. You're not going to get to where you want to be, especially if you're going down a road and it's got lots of twists and turns and junctions and turnoffs and things like that. So along a motorway, you could just, you know, it's a straight road potentially. You could look in your rearview mirror and you'll be mm -hmm. okay. But if you're, imagine a really like a tree-like road and it's very busy and you've got to take all the right turns and everything else. If you're looking in your rearview mirror, You've got no way of knowing where you're going, when the turns are coming, which turns you want to you're take, crash which well. <laughs> route looks interested, and you'll crash and burn, potentially. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in the car with you. <laughs> so looking backwards really stifles the moving forward. Mm. And using your example of the bin bags, if you're hanging on to the past and looking backwards, you can't take what's ahead of yes, you yes. because you don't have the scope to do so because you're not paying attention. If every time you open your wardrobe, it's got a section of stuff that you'll one day fit into. Mm. Well, maybe you will, but I would suggest that if you do then lose weight and focus on your health, that actually celebrating with new clothes yes, rather than yes. ones that you wore 12 years ago <laughs> probably is a great idea. Unless they're fabulous clothes. You Unless know, they're fabulous. <laughs> but something staring in the face and almost telling you how bad you are mm -hmm. or how you haven't moved on from something, like that's what a lack of forgiveness wow. does. Yeah. It stares you in the face and we can have it physically, mm. like clothes sitting in the wardrobe, or we can have it just in our minds for things that happened to us in the past, that job we didn't get, the relationship. Yes, yes. And we can't focus on that. So removing prompts and things, I think as part of that decluttering process that we spoke about before, will actually help an awful lot in being able to move forward and focus on where you want to be. Mm. Another great quote that I found by Catherine Ponder said this, the forgiving state of mind is a magnetic power for attracting good. When you hold resentment towards another, you're bound to that person or condition by an emotional link that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and get free. And I loved, I loved just that imagery. Like it's so spot on that how clearly you can remember something rubbish that happened to you 10 years you could you could actually almost see it and feel it and hear it and you see the colors that's how strongly we can be ingrained in these moments and the forgiveness state you know i live by the philosophy that if i forgive others or things and that then i'm forgiven of the the stuff that i do because i'm not perfect and so for me i know that as hard as my human instinct might be to forgive and let go this is actually something that changes me this stage and then it moves beautifully on to the bit that is important and that a lot of people miss out you've worked through all this you've set a medical goal you've decluttered you know what's you know what's not no longer needed for this next part of your journey and then you've dropped you've forgiven what is holding you back as well it's taken inspired action so what i was studying this week in my own study was all to do with how do miracles happen so I realise that there's a couple of key things when miracles usually happen in, in the world and, you know, from the supernatural to the natural. And it's all about usually you'll gain truth. First of all, you'll gain some knowledge, something you didn't know before. You'll then get inspired actions off the back of it. So there'll usually be something you have to do to show that you've got faith in the, the truth that you believe. And 
So when we're talking about prosperity cycle, this bit of taking some action is not necessary. You know, it's not absolute because I do believe that good comes to us whether we do something or not. But I believe that it, it's something that you need to do to almost emphasize the faith that you have it's from our level and so this could be that when you've been doing your decluttering actually you've got a list of stuff that you feel great about doing it could be you know sorting out your clothes it's maybe doing a budget and actually going no it's time to get rid of that debt no it's time to pay back that person no I'm going to try and earn a bit more money because I want to start investing or no I'm actually going to give I'm going to tithe now because I'm going to test everything that I know about that, about changing financial, you know, security and how you feel about money. It could be anything, but there's usually an action. And I think when we hear about concepts like the law of attraction and all very glamorized things, kind of nature laws that exist, but very fine, a very small view of it, it's that bit that I think's missed out. The, there will be inspired action that comes to you that will then open up that miracle happening. So the way I see it is if you're on a journey to somewhere, sometimes you don't know how to get there mm. or where you're going. But what will happen is there'll be signposts along the way. And your job is to recognize what those signposts are. Yes. And then because of it's a journey, it means that you've got to go from somewhere to somewhere. Yes. So if we then move that into more an analogy style, well, you've either got to start walking there. Or potentially there'll be cars that are driving by that are heading in the same way and you've got to flag yep. one to get a lift or you've got to catch the bus or taxi. You've got to go to it somehow. And the first step is get your two feet moving yep. towards it and then take whatever opportunities come to get you there faster, to drive you there in a quicker way. Mm. But there is some sort of action to take those steps towards you because often the goals aren't going to turn up like a delivery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you'll know the route, you'll know the path, the sat-nav will tell you exactly what to do, mm. but you've got to get in the car and drive and follow the instructions that are there. Yeah. Because I, I think that you don't get anything, really, without at least making some of the steps towards it and opening the doors for it. Mm. The same way as actually you won't get a delivery unless you go onto the app <laughs> and then exactly. you open the front door to it's the guy. It's not if I just sit here and think really hard, although that could happen, you know, maybe maybe when we're filming one time. Yeah, but you can't, you can't wish hard enough and then suddenly a hand comes through the window while you're sitting on the sofa <laughs> with your food. It, it doesn't happen yeah. like that. This, so there's always action to be done mm. in order to achieve these results and miracles. Yes, yeah. But how uphill battle that feels, exactly. I think will really determine whether it's right for you or not in many mm. ways. Yeah, no, exactly. And as we were prepping for this episode, we've been enjoying Queer Eye on Netflix. So I think I've watched every single episode, haven't we? Every time a new one. I just, I love the, the feeling and the spirit of it, as in when these uh, guys, a group of guys with different talents and mindsets um, and skills, they come in and they usually make over someone. And it's not just the person physically. It's usually they do up their house. They change something. They really... They change their mind, their mindset. Oh, all, all they actually do is uncover the person that they wanted to be. Yes. So yes. the person that's maybe not taking care of themselves as far as like their hair and their, their health mm. and their well-being, or they're not spending the time on themselves, or they've let their home go, or mm. they've just not had the motivation to do things. All it's really doing is kind of fast-tracking this ability to to perform these miracles. So they come in as a miracle worker in many ways. Yep. And say, right, these are areas that you lost focus on, that you haven't made the time for, put the mm -hmm. effort in. Yep. So we're just going to fast track that process for you. Yep. It's That's stuff incredible. that people could have done themselves. Everyone could 
book themselves in for a haircut and have a slightly different hairstyle and make sure they wash it more often mm. and go through their home and declutter a little bit and really look at their wardrobe and say, well, what am I wearing? What am I not? Yeah. What suits me? What doesn't? Everyone can do all of these things that they perform. Mm-hmm. But because of their skilled in what they do, they go in and like a laser sight, straight on it and done. Yep. But it's it's magic and miracle in one way, and mm-hmm. how quick they do it and how quick someone's mind changes. Yep. Yep. But it is possible for any individual to do the same thing themselves, just maybe not quite as quickly. Yeah, exactly. I just absolutely adore it. I always feel really great because you've seen the potential, the magic in someone's life. The the thing that was under there that they hadn't seen, and it's usually because they've got lots of reasons why they can't do something. I don't have time to look after my hair. Or this is how it's always done, or you know this. And they really strip away, and they, they don't have any of that baggage, and they say, nope. I'm going to show you something new. I'm going to show you how to do something new. And I love it because it really emphasises, I think, this whole process of what I've seen prosperity and just different mindsets doing my own life and my hope for this episode as well. It This is just a way that you can make that makeover in your life and be part of that process. You don't need to wait for a knight in shining armour or for a hand to come out the sky. You can be part of the process and work with what's in you that, you know, the supernatural and all the great stuff, your potential within you to make things happen. So that leads me on to the practical challenge at the end of this episode. If you have found this just really stick with you this life hack i would love to know especially in the comments actually after watching this podcast or listening to it um, if you're watching on the mama for for channel that is you can leave us a comment what is the one goal that you're going to try this process with now you don't need to tell us your goal but if you could that'd be incredible what what are the steps going to be that you're going to take you know are is there one goal that you know that you're going to then declutter around in your life what are some of the inspired action do you feel called to do or maybe what's some of the forgiveness work that you need to do hugely liberating and i want 2022 to be your most successful most prosperous year and so if i could really suggest anything for you i'd love you in the next week to do this very task with something that you know is important that you want to create and manifest and be part of your life in the year ahead. We're done with waiting. We're done with wishing. We're going to use the tools that we know that can create and allow that magic to happen in our life. So if you have enjoyed today's episode in particular, we actually have a back catalogue of, yeah, how many episodes? 80-something. We've got (laughs) 80-something episodes um, available. So I think we've got about 10 or 15 on the Mama Fofo channel. And then all of the rest of them are on all of your audio platforms for podcasts. Yes. So we're on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other obscure ones. (laughs) But basically, whatever you listen to your podcast on, if you want to find find us, us, you definitely can find us. Exactly. So it's been a joy sharing this with you. You'll probably find this is one of the bookmark episodes that we come back to and reference. So keep a little bookmark of it of your future as well. But yeah, if you have enjoyed this episode, why not recommend it to a pal, someone you like, maybe even someone you don't like, but they need it as well. And we'd love if you'd hit subscribe or give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. You can also leave us a review if you're listening on any of the audio platforms as well as Matt said. So thank you so much for watching and listening today. We'll speak to you very soon.